Alright. We got a juicy one for you guys this week. Very good. I'm excited. First time we've done like a, a show like this. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sweet. We need some liquid death though, like what they got. I tried we just it. Got boring it's water. Just, it's a, it's alright. I gotta try the, the carbonated one. I am a uh, uh, as you guys you like know, the bubbles? I'm a big time seltzer fan. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even know they made that. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of your favorite show, Man vs. World. And, well, today we might as well call it uh, Man vs. Bears, because what we're going to be doing today is reviewing an episode uh, of the popular podcast Two Bears, One Cave, which is hosted by the uh, popular comedians uh, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. Uh, and so that'll be a lot of fun because they got talking about pornography and I think they perfect like what they were saying kind of perfectly encapsulates the average dude's stance toward pornography where it's like, yeah, we will unquestionably use porn, but maybe there's some problems with it. And I thought it was like a great kind of point to like something we could just riff on and try and take that conversation a little bit deeper. And to help me with this, we are joined as always by Pete. Pete, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is originally an hour-long podcast that I cut down very short, so there's a lot of things I cut out. A lot of funny stories that Bert, you know, Bert is kind of the king of funny stories, but I cut all of that out. We're just getting to the the juicy hot takes here. So, yeah. if you want to see the full episode, I suppose you can do so, but this is not we're not reacting to that today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want the full one, I think we'll have the, the link down there. Uh, and for, for reference, like I'm not judging these guys. I'm actually a big fan of both of these guys. I think their their stand ups hysterical. And I think, you know, their various podcasts and stuff are are, you know, they're good. Uh, I like them. Uh, I don't agree with their their morals and values around everything, mostly really in the sexual realm. That's where uh, we kind of tend to disagree. But, uh, you know, I, I want this to be an open conversation because, like, I think that, like I was saying, a lot of guys hold these kinds of opinions and there's not much conversation, like, in the middle, right? Like, most guys are either like, all right, we're completely blue-pilled on porn, this is just what guys do, or they're like hardcore, you know, porn sucks, you know, you got to quit it, it's, it's horrible for you, that kind of thing. And while, you know, we definitely fall on that latter side, uh, I wanted to try and take it from like, all right, let's say this is the, someone's first time thinking about their porn use, here's how we can maybe take it a little bit deeper and, and help you flesh things out. So, Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this thing. What are you willing? This is Bert, by the way, and the the other one's Tom. Willing to sacrifice for what? For your happiness. For my happiness? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Have you been really contemplating this? Yeah, this I, gave, is deep. I, just, I just gave up porn. You did this for your happiness? Yeah. I was watching a pretty fucked up video, and I was like, "This isn't going to happen in my real life." <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> That's uh so okay. First of all, good on Bert for for making moves to help himself out. You know, I think a lot of guys they they have this sneaking suspicion that 
porn's probably not making them a lot better, uh, but they're they're still rather hooked on it, you know. And they they see they see it as this massive sacrifice. Well, if I'm going to give it up, well, I better get something huge in return. It seems like Bert has an idea that maybe it it could help out, which is great. Okay, we'll have to to hear a little more, but uh, I like that line of thinking so far. A lot of thoughts on on porn. I'd like to hear all of them. My thought on it, to one degree, is that you have to you have to accept that this is uh, fantasy and entertainment, and and, it, and it's serving a purpose. And yes. Okay. So first of all, he's right on here. Porn, for the most part, is completely fake, right? It's it's staged. It's not real stuff, right? It's just this uh, this highly produced thing with literal actors on the screen. And uh, if you start thinking it's more than that, well, you're going to start really causing yourself some problems because you're going to start comparing your sexual experiences to what you're seeing on the screen. And that absolutely can cause some serious problems. Like, I can't tell you the number of guy, like guys I've seen who have had issues where they just, they, <laughs> they can do all kinds of things. So like, you know, for if you your first time watching the show, like I've been helping guys quit pornography for a long time. I was a former porn addict myself, that kind of thing. And one of the things I'll see like with guys and their own stuff is that they feel insecure about themselves. You know, they compare, you know, the size of their dick to the guys on screen and they feel massively insecure. Okay. Well, it's like most of the guys on screen are genetic outliers to say the least. Um, and so, you know, that's it's not necessarily fair for you to make that kind of comparison. Plus, like the camera angles they use, sometimes they, they straight up like inject stuff into their schlongs to make them like, you know, grossly large and things like that. Like there's all kinds of weird stuff they do to make themselves seem that way. Um, but at the end of the day, also, it's a lot of times the women, they don't even necessarily enjoy a dick that large. Uh, it's just something that they're acting out because that's what they want to see. So guys will get their own self-image screwed up that way. But then, you know, sometimes they'll even screw up their relationship to their partner. You know, they'll be trying to get their partner to do stuff they see on the screen and the partner's like, what the heck? I don't want to do any of that. And I don't know. I think they, I'm pretty sure they get more into that. So we'll save some of that here. But uh, yeah. Uh, any comments on that, Pete? No, I think you hit, I think you hit it all the points there. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going. And there's times in your life where like it really does serve you know you're alone let's say we're comedians we're on the road and you know you're in a room you're in your hotel room and you're like i just want to like jerk off right yeah and you pull it up and it serves its purpose but ultimately so okay that's an important piece here is that there's this baseline assumption that there is a purpose to pornography and that purpose must be you know fulfilled and that is i gotta get off and Anyone that I've seen be pro-pornography, every single person I've seen be pro-pornography in some form or another, um, or even just pro-masturbation in some form or another, has always jerked off to porn or you know some kind of porn-like thing since adolescence. And my point with that is that you know, that's what I did, you know, adolescence on till I was like 23. I was, you know, regularly masturbating, using pornography, that kind of thing. Um, but then I quit and I haven't used it now. I haven't even jerked off in like nine years. So like <laughs> I have, I know what both sides of the equation 
are like, okay? Everyone else I've seen that's been pro-porn, pro-masturbation, they've never actually quit. And so you have to understand this. Like if you start doing this, if you start jerking off at adolescence, especially if you're using pornography and you, you just keep it up for a few months, all right, by that point, you have already wired your brain to that activity. You have gotten yourself hooked on it. And I would say that you are, at that point, addicted. Because what's going to happen if you try and come off of it is that you are going to have withdrawal symptoms. Sometimes those withdrawal symptoms are actually going to be fairly significant. I remember, like, I was a sophomore in college, and I tried to, like, give up uh, masturbation one Lent because I was a good little Catholic boy uh, at the time. And I just got so agitated, so frustrated, so pent up, so angry, um, all this kind of stuff. And I was, like, 30 days in. And then I, you know, relapsed, I jerked off, and I remembered actually just like cracking up and laughing because I felt so much better. And I'm like, oh, these stupid priests and religious people, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. I need this. And this is what I think the common mentality is for most people. What I find out later, though, is the reason I was having all that discomfort was because I was going through withdrawal. So... <laughs> uh, later, when I realized that, you know, porn stuff was screwing up my ability to focus and get things done and basically not spend all my time in escapism. Um, and I quit, I, you know, the typical recommendations go 90 days, completely, you know, hard mode, no sexual stimulation. And during that period, like I had those same withdrawal symptoms come up and they were horrible. You know, there are periods where all I could do is just like lie in bed and deal with the discomfort. But after I got through it, after a little while, like, you know, get through about six weeks, starts getting less, you know, tr difficult till eventually you're fine and yeah you still get horny sometimes and you still have that sexual drive but your body's not screaming at you in the same way and what's most important is that there's not the same sort of emotional disruption that happens at least if you're doing the emotional processing as you go through this um but basically it's like every guy i know he's addicted and he doesn't even know it it's like imagine if everybody came out of the womb and everybody just smoked cigarettes like from you know time of childhood onward it's like you just assume this is what you do and anytime someone tries to quit they're like oh man every time i try and quit cigarettes i feel like shit yeah because they're it's healthy for you. you gotta you gotta keep it up this is what you're made to do you know this is you know these cigarettes they serve a purpose right and you if you use it for that purpose it's fine you know maybe don't smoke too many but it's that's the thing. It's like, no, the, the underlying issue is that you're addicted to the thing and you don't even know it. So I don't know, Pete, what, what do you think? Of, you're, you're younger than me. Does that mentality you think hold true with the, the younger generation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could see a situation 20 years from now because that's exactly what they said about cigarettes, right? In fact, they had doctors on advertisements for like Camel and stuff saying, hey, Smoke cigarette. This is the doctor's cigarette. This is the most healthy one. You got to smoke right. this one. And that is and what so, the, that's what the, uh, a lot of the like sex positive therapists, uh, do. They say, you know, pornography and masturbation in unlimited amounts is totally, absolutely, perfectly healthy. And in fact, if you don't do this, it's unhealthy. You're engaging in sexual repression and you're probably screwing yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that's, that's like the fundamental kind of like, idea that a lot of guys have and everything that they're going to say is built upon that so i wanted to kind of get the the counter perspective out there just so that we can continue this conversation ultimately it isn't it isn't reality and even like people that work in the industry would tell you like no this isn't 
this isn't real. This is a, this is a performance that we're putting on. Yeah. I actually think you're, and this isn't because I don't want to take, I, I, I preface this with like, I don't want to take business away from any of, the, any of the ones that work, whatever. But I think you're, be, I think we're all better. Off. So to just be clear here, I know Tom and Bert, they're, they're friends with a number of adult performers. And so it's like, they don't want to trash their friends business by saying, Hey, this stuff's bad for you or whatever. And I mean, maybe they also don't actually think it's bad at all, but there is that as well. They're trying to, they're trying to look out for their friends in this podcast. I don't know how many of those clips you kind of kept in here, but that's definitely a piece of this too. Off not consuming it all the time. Uh, you know, the, the, I think the way that it serves you as a, as a couple or whatever is probably to watch, like if you find something you'd like to watch together. I think it would be great. I never could, in a million years could get Leanne to watch it together. No. Like, here's what's crazy is she's cool with it. She's cool with me watching porn, but I don't think she knows what porn is. I, I think she's. So that's something I'll hear a lot is like guys like, oh, I'm going to use pornography to um, improve my sex life. You know, I'm going to share it with my partner. And I, I guess like, what do you need that for? Right? Like what's, what's going on? where you need to use porn to improve your sex life. Because, like, I, I, I asked that question when I know the answer. The, the answer is like, okay, well, if the, they're disconnected on a deeper level, right? You know, emotionally, they're not connected. Maybe they're, you know, very busy. They're not investing in each other, um, that sort of thing. Then pornography can seem kind of like a little quick and easy button. You can just press this, get us both turned on, and then we can have sex and kind of rekindle our connection or something like that. But in my opinion, like that's that's really putting a band-aid on the issue, right? Like what what would what would happen if you actually tried to figure out what's what's actually going on here? Why do I feel the need to turn toward pornography? You know, I think almost always it's the guy who's asking for this is like, Hey, can we watch porn together? And there's a number of reasons that could happen, you know, initiated by the man. So one of the biggest ones is that the guy is, he's really hooked on porn. And so that does a number of things. If you're constantly jerking off to women who look a certain way and do certain things, then you're conditioning your brain to like that stuff. Right. And anyone, any guy whose tastes have shifted in pornography, you know, you've got, you've progressed to more hardcore stuff you're experiencing what's called desensitization, where it's like the normal vanilla stuff. It no longer does anything for you. And so you need harder, more extreme things that give a, a bigger neurological reaction inside of you. And sometimes and this is how guys can even get hooked on really messed up stuff because combining sexuality with some kind of intense other emotion, whether it's fear or disgust or shame or um control or embarrassment, whatever it is, like there's, there's a fetish for everything. If you just like the, basically the, the stronger the emotion is with the sexual stimulation, a lot of times the more powerful the arousal and the orgasm is. So like with that being said, like guys can get hooked on all kinds of stuff and it can progress in wild ways. Like I've worked with guys who, uh, they've had, um, you know, the straight guys who get hooked on gay porn. And you might be thinking, oh, well, they're just gay to begin with. No, they're not. And sometimes, even vice versa, I've, I've heard of gay guys who get hooked on straight porn. And then they're they're dis- they're disturbed by it. Or, you know, just a straight guy who gets hooked onto some crazy fetish stuff that's, like, not even based in reality. Um, anyway, like, if that kind of 
shifting and morphing of tastes occurs, then your attraction to your regular sexual interaction with your partner is going to be diminished because it's not this crazy, you know, porn stuff that you're used to. And so a lot of guys are coming from this place where it's like, oh, I can only get off with a certain kind of porn and, you know, I'm not really feeling it for my partner anymore. And so, hey, the answer is to have her watch porn with me. When, alternatively, you could stop using porn. And guess what would happen then? You know, even even if you didn't stop porn completely, okay, if you just really started cutting it back, cutting it down, you're going to find your partner significantly more attractive. You're going to be more wanting to connect with them and on a deeper level. And I would argue, if we're going to take it like all the way to the extreme, it's like if you want the best sex life possible, then you want to have the most restrictive use of your sexuality because specialness, you know, that meaning, all right, that is something that is born through restriction. If you're using your sexuality in all these different kinds of ways, you know, jerking off to all this kind of stuff, okay, that dilutes the value of the experience for you, all right? It's like, you know, the the, the analogy I, I use is like if you uh, eat junk food all the time, it doesn't mean anything to you. It just becomes this like stimulation that you're you're crushing into your face. But if you just like have, you know, cake or, you know, sweets or something on special occasions or holidays, all of a sudden they become meaningful, they become powerful, they become extra enjoyable, all right? Same sort of principle applies to sex, right? If you are doing all this other kind of crazy stuff with your sexuality and then, you know, you come to your partner, it's like, eh, what's the big deal? In fact, it's just a downgrade. If you're not, if you're saving it for just you and your partner, well, then all of a sudden it becomes this big, wonderful, meaningful thing. And so I think a lot of guys who use it in their relationship, they're they're looking for a good thing, which is a better sexual connection with their partner, but they're doing it in a counterproductive way. Because, I mean, best case scenario is you just get your partner hooked on porn and then you're both going to be diluting your sexual charge for each other. And uh, I don't see that working out long run, even if in the short run it gives you a bit of a, a boost. You know, this is kind of a stretch, so please forgive me in advance. <laughs> okay. But I think it. I think this connects somehow. I just haven't figured out how. Uh, a buddy of a buddy of a buddy, so there's like three degrees of separation here, lived in a place called Gorman and drove into L.A. So it was like an hour, I think. I'm not entirely sure. He rode his motorcycle every day. And he'd wake up early to go ride his motorcycle. Now, I've ridden a motorcycle before, and it's terrifying. It's absolutely the most terrifying thing ever. But this guy, one morning, because he does it every day, he fell asleep while riding a motorcycle and oh, went wow. careening off the road. Oh, geez. And I think a lot of people, they, a lot of guys today, they're falling asleep on the motorcycle. I'll just leave it there. Mm. That's, that's actually a good point, you know, because you get desensitized to whatever it is that you do, right? Um, and the first time you, like, find pornography, it's a, it's a crazy rush, Right. And the reason why is because your system is designed to like truly value sexual experience. Right. This is why you can actually just keep watching porn, um, you know, for for a long ass time is because your brain really values this novel sexual stimulus. And you can, you know, look it up. It's like the, the Coolidge effect and, you know, all the evolutionary reasons behind it or whatever. But 
as you keep doing that and you keep making it more commonplace, you are bringing your experience to a less and less natural mode of being. Like you can see 10, you can see like in 10 minutes, all right, just 10 minutes of like probably even five minutes, honestly, of, of scrolling online through porn sites, you could, your brain can see more potential mates than your hunter gatherer ancestors would have seen in an entire lifetime. Okay. And so your brain, it's just like fireworks, but you know, that we're not designed for that. We're not designed for this level of sexual access and stimulation. Uh, and it plays into a lot of other things, but maybe we'll save that for uh, this conversation progresses here. So like, she's cool with the disconnect of going, if that helps him get through the day and keeps us happy there you and go. he needs to jerk off at yeah. watching, you know, uh, whatever he needs to watch or these girls, which is, it's crazy because like, like the, the girls I the girls I enjoy yeah. most remind me of Leanne. Do you have you ever met any of? Them? So that's uh, that's a, that's kind of a, an interesting point. It's like, all right, he has a partner who's cool with him using porn, and I know there's a bunch of women out there who are okay with it, and you know, a lot in most instances, the woman herself is not very interested in porn, but she's like cool with it for her guy. And some cases, I think that that's faked. You know, they do it because they feel like, oh, I can't, I can't help it. You know, it's like, what am I going to do? I can't tell him no. Everybody, every guy does it. Um, another thing is like, well, I don't want to deal with his sexuality, <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to be responsible for that. You know, give him, like, give him an outlet over there so that it's not all on me. Another piece of it is women who, uh, they just don't, they don't want to compete, Right. They feel like, oh, well, I mean, like if I'm not good enough, well, then who am I to say he can't do that? And they 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 feel, you know, like uh, kind of like sexually inadequate in that regard. Uh, not all women. Uh, but then there's obviously a huge portion of the female population who just hates porn. They hate that men are constantly using it and that they are then being compared to it. Like, what was it? The um, the the other day we were doing it in Man versus where we had the what was it the the letter from the desperate woman who you know right. self self proclaimed desperate woman who was saying like she felt like she needed to constantly uh, watch porn so that she could study the moves to then go out and compete with the other women in the arena of Tinder sport fucking and like. You know, she basically felt like, oh, if I can't behave like a porn star, then no guy is going to like me. And it was like, you know, tearing her up because, you know, she knew it wasn't like good for her. Or it didn't make her feel good and uh, all this other kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think women generally have pretty uh, – their opinions are all over the place when it comes to pornography. But if I had to put money on it, I would say the bulk of women wish they had a guy who didn't use pornography. Yeah, I agree. Him. Yeah, there is a moment where you're sitting in a room with her talking, and you're like, the uh, the only my my only way of coming about you is is by watching you naked. Yeah, I, I'll I'll I don't know if you maybe you didn't experience this too. So far, and this has happened a hundred percent of the time for me. Yeah, every time I've met a porn star, yeah, um, I can't sexualize them anymore. Oh, I I haven't I, because funny. I I think it, meeting. His boyfriend was the thing that killed it for me. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it's like, too. he's a really cool dude. That's it. the thing is that like, because what you realize is that when you want, like, if you just go to like a tube site, there's just like this uber sexual person. Yeah. 
and you're watching them have sex and like, okay, that's super arousing. When you're at the comedy store or wherever and somebody goes, this is uh, and you're like, oh, hey. And then you start talking about like, she's like, yeah, you know, a flight was delayed and you're like, oh yeah, you know, were you, you fly into LAX, fucking nightmare, right? And then you start talking about real life stuff. You, the, the separation from fantasy person to real person like this thing just kind of disintegrates and then you go oh you're just like my friend it's like you're you're a regular person now so that's a really interesting point there where um basically once they see the porn star as a human being they can't jerk off to them anymore and that i think says something good about their character assuming they're you know being completely honest about it and i would assume they are um because what they're really saying is like oh i can't objectify you anymore i can't remove your humanity anymore and just use you as like orgasm fodder okay and that's good because ultimately like what they're saying is like yeah it's kind of dehumanizing like when i when you use someone you use their body just as like this tool in your own pleasure all right that we understand i think intrinsically that there's something messed up about that right like we're we're doing something there that doesn't really capture our best interest for that person. And so if you form a relationship with that person, you start to care for that person, using them in that way, it feels messed up. It feels wrong, right? Like why else would they would they feel this way? It's because well now they seem as a person, right? And you can't forget that. Like part of the reason that porn works is because you train your brain to enter into this fantasy world where there is nothing there that matters other than your pleasure. But as soon as that illusion's broken and you realize, oh, wow, she's a real person. Oh, I, I know her boyfriend. He's cool. Uh, oh, wait, I'm jerking off to her? Uh, that feels weird. Um, and all of a sudden, it doesn't, doesn't work the same anymore. So, you know, if you were trying to get over pornography, okay, like one of the things you can do is start to try and humanize these people. Remember that these are real people, right? Like I remember even back when I was still using pornography, there would be like these like celebrity leaks and stuff like that. And uh, it was one of those things where it was like, it hit me one time. I was like, man, she didn't really want this stuff out there. I don't, you know what? I don't even want to look at this because like I had the image of like, well, what if I like met her in real life? And I was like one of those dudes who like <laughs> jerked off to her leaked pictures that she didn't want. I would feel like such a scumbag for like being that guy. Um, and, you know, I'm probably never going to meet any of these celebrities or whatever. But I just remember having that thought. And I was like, oh, we're going to put that one away. I don't want to think about that uh, for another couple of years. But, um, yeah, this this forgetting about the human on the other side of the screen, even if they are a willing participant. I think that that gets, uh, gets to a lot of stuff there. All right, we'll just keep going here. Is a, is a superstar in bed. Yeah. The thing she does sometimes will, you'll go like, Whoa, like, I didn't even think about something like that. Sure. I wonder what percentage of women are like that in the bed. Because, I mean this respectfully, Leanne is not a adventurous uh, X-game star in the bed. She's just a real fucking 
She's she's a per, offensive lineman but, of sex. But, uh, but you also realize that is <laughs> you realize that is most right. No, that's my that's, point. That's is like most is like what percentage is not like what percentage of women? There's there's some super freaks. Let's be well. Let, let me talk about that for a second because that's a good point. Like one of the things that's interesting to me is that guys like 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 you know women are concerned about you know not being boring in bed and you know guys you'll hear them talk about oh yeah you know this chick's total starfish man um that kind of thing usually said by guys who are having sex with women on the verge of blackout and i'm like i'm not sure what you're expecting anyway at that point but um the thing is if you are doing what i was talking about earlier where you're really saving your sexuality for your partner uh you don't need crazy stuff you don't need you know wild positions you don't need you know whips and whatever the heck you know you think you need to spice things up if you're just not jerking off like what the the hardcore porn addict would consider super boring vanilla sex for you is like out of this world it's like amazing it's everything you could want and more um and so that's it's all a matter of your level of sensitivity to the thing. It's like how blasted is your brain? So him talking about, uh, you know, Leanne being, you know, it's, first of all, poor Leanne, <laughs> just know, constantly, right? <laughs> constantly put out uh, on blast like this, but I'm pretty sure she, uh, she gets him back sometimes too. But that's the thing is like, you know, she's just a normal woman. And that's what uh, Tom's saying here is like, yeah, that that's how most women are. And of course there's women out there who are going to be far more adventurous in bed. But the thing is like, it's just not necessary unless you're already hooked into that craziness. And I'm not saying it's bad to like to have a more exotic sex life with your partner. If that's what you guys like, that's great. That's awesome. But I think there's this false assumption that that's what you need. Um, because so many guys like sexual arousal circuits are so fried from the insane amount of porn they consume. Yeah. Be Nothing clear, wrong with the mopeds out there. And a very, I think some of them go like, I could do that. But there's a, the biggest difference between the regular person who's like, I'm a freak and I can do this uh, professionally. And the ones you see is everything I think is different when there's lights and cameras and people standing around you in a room. There's a lot of dudes who are like, I could. Dude, uh, I've I have so many friends that I grew up like, with. They're I, like, I, if you didn't show my face, bro, I'd put it down. Right, and the difference is, you go, you walk onto a, walk onto a set. I mean, I was on a set yesterday that was not shooting a porn, but there's porn people there, and you start you start thinking about it. You're like, I mean, there's cameras, there's twenty people standing around, oh. there's lights, and you're just like, this is where a guy is just like, yup, naked. Ready to go. I mean, that is a different type of pressure. Also, I want to point something. Uh, I like that's that's actually something that can help if you're trying to reduce the amount of like pornography you're consuming or whatever. Is just like you can do it in, in two different ways of pulling the camera back. First one is like okay, imagine that whatever you're watching there, there's probably a whole bunch of people there. You know, at the very least, like it's like say it's a you know first person view kind of thing. You zoom the camera back, it's like, you know, you, you imagine it's like, all right, a dude like holding a big ass camera on a woman while she does stuff with him. All right, that alone is like a weird ass thing and it makes the situation so much stranger. Okay. But in the case of like the, the fully produced stuff, it's like, yeah, there's like, 
there's a camera guy, there's a sound guy, there's probably someone with like, you know, a table of food set up over there and just like, you know, milling about like doing the lighting and shit like that. And it's just like, oh, that's that's strange. That's weird. Uh, when you think about that, it kind of takes you out of the mood. And then you can even apply this to yourself. All right. It's like one of the things that like most guys, you know, they do is they project themselves like into the scene. Right. And that's all they think about. But what if you went the opposite way? What if you like imagined what you looked like while you used porn? All right. You know, you're just sitting there like hunched over, like vein popping out of your forehead, like, you know, just <laughs> beating your your meat in front of your little cell phone or a computer screen or whatever. Just looking like the the most pitiful, pitiful version of yourself. Right. And. That's the thing is like as, when you see this stuff for reality, you think about the full truth of what's going on. It just it's not appealing. It's not attractive. Right. It's only if you can step into that fantasy world. And I think that's actually what we train ourselves to do when you when you first start masturbating, even if you're just masturbating to your imagination, which I think, you know, a lot of guys that they, they do start off doing mostly that what you're doing is you're training yourself to be somewhere that you are not. And as you build that reflex, it becomes easier and easier and easier to tap into to the point where you actually can't control it anymore. And this is why, you know, guys who regularly masturbate, uh, they will see a pretty woman and immediately start undressing her. He can't even help it. He will start undressing her in his mind and he'll start having sexual thoughts about her and all this kind of stuff because that's what he's trained his brain to do. And this is why a lot of guys, I think they see such a boost in confidence when they go through the period of, they go through the process of quitting porn or practicing nofap, whatever you want to call it, because that reflex starts to get dulled. They don't do it as much. Like there's, there's less of that like instant, you know, transport into the sexual fantasy realm. And then they're just more present. They're more real. They're able to connect with the girl more and they're more confident. They seem like they're, they're more attractive. They get more attention from women because they're not some like, you know, fapped out goon. But Mark, isn't isn't that imagery of zooming out the gate? Isn't that shamed based? Aren't you shaming yourself? Isn't that, you know, so, so you shouldn't do that to yourself, right? No, it is shameful. Get over yourself. And it's like, you know, you can, you can, you know, take that, that image of yourself and tell yourself that, yeah, I'm an empowered man. I'm going to call you not that. Okay. I'm going to say like, that's, that is, that is not the, uh, (laughs) the expression of your greatest self. Okay. Like you hunched over watching some like weird ass porn while like your wife and kids sleep in the other part of the house. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed by you at all. Okay, and I'm not saying everybody's got to be doing impressive things all the time, Uh. but like this isn't something that at least most of us display. And the reason for this is because we intrinsically know there's something wrong with this. There's something that is not so uh, uh, ideal about that sort of behavior. And even if you're a comedian like these guys who can make fun of it and talk about it and that sort of thing, maybe I'm not going to speak for them. But at least for me, even when I was like fully into it, it wasn't something I was proud of. And, you know, call it what internalized shame or whatever the heck you want to say. I think it's just a, a, a natural thing that guys know. I don't think anyone can. I don't think anyone's proud of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be, you know, looking at Bert as brave for, you know just speaking bluntly about it, that he stands out in that regard, I think, you know, yes. as much as, 
Yeah. Yeah. He's so, he is there you go. he is impressively shameless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that no one should watch porn. No, I'm, I'm, I'm still watch porn. Here's the thing. I, I'm saying that you said this all started because you said. What are you willing to sacrifice for your happiness? And you said, I stopped watching porn. And I was just advocating the fact that I think that removing like fantasy shit, like complete fantasy from your mind, you can stimulate your mind sexually with stuff. That, here's the thing that this is the biggest point I want to make. Okay. I've learned, I think, that you can stimulate your mind sexually without porn in other ways that you don't realize until you're not doing it with porn. Like if porn didn't exist, you would still want to fire things in your brain yeah. sexually. And so you're like, so well, how I did that I before porn. Existed. Exactly. So it's like it's in your mind. It's look it's it could be reading things. It could be it could be erotic. But is that but is okay. Well so okay. Yes. He's right. All right. If you don't use porn, you can find 100%. other ways to connect with sexual stimulation. You could read things, you could fantasize all that kind of stuff. My point, though, is you're still training your brain to operate in a freaking fantasy world. And what I found is that the more that I focus on reality and only reality, and I let reality alone be my drug, the better my life becomes. Like, reality is the ultimate performance-enhancing drug. And it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, it might be, Oh, uh, I'm single and have zero sexual prospects. Okay. Yeah, it's tempting to step into fantasy, you know, porn induced or just mental. Okay. But what if you don't? You're left with pain in that situation. Yeah. But what you're also left with is a massive, gigantic, flaming pile of motivation to go freaking fix your situation. Okay. And even if you're, you're not single, you know, you're just in a you know, relationship, maybe your relationship needs work. Maybe, you know, the, the sexual part of your relationship screwed up for some reason. Well, guess what? You now have a lot of motivation to fix it, to make your, your relationship with your partner better, stronger, healthier. Okay. So it's like, it's not necessarily a bad thing for you to not get your sexual fix. But again, these guys are coming from the framework of like, oh, I need it. Just like how I need, you know, water and food to survive. It's not like that. It's just that, you know, everyone's addicted. <laughs> Uh, oh, devil's advocate. Okay. But then does, okay, hypothetically speaking. Yes. Uh, hypothetically says Trump becomes president again, and, okay. and he pulls out all porn. Okay, he goes, oh, porn no really, more porn. Yeah, yeah. And he says the same thing. Guys, let, how many more serial killers do we get? Because, mm. because, like, I can get my mind stimulated. Like, when I go without porn, I definitely know, things turn me on quicker that I wouldn't maybe notice. But that also happens in the world as much as it happens in my house. Like, I definitely will, like... Like, have you ever seen a chick running down the street? And you're like, God damn it, she's hot. Yeah. But I, I... Like, I wonder if if you get dudes who don't have a girlfriend, mm -hmm. who don't have any prospects of getting a girlfriend, that are now at a mall just staring... Under, standing under the escalator going, uh-huh. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, porn does serve a purpose for, for some people who just get the demons out and then can operate in the world. Absolutely. Do you ask for... So, that's a... I've heard that a lot. You know, it's like, oh, well, pornography is the reason why, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, decline in rape or something like that. I don't, I don't I, like, you, if, if there wasn't porn and guys weren't doing this stuff, then they'd be behaving in far more depraved ways. I just, I just don't personally 
buy that. Okay. Like, plus there's a lot of stuff I've seen about guys who are like, like, like almost all serial killers are prolific pornography users. And in many ways, I think that's part of what really? leads them toward escalation. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure like Ted Bundy, he talked about it like at length before he was executed, like how that was his first kind of thing. Um, and a lot of ways, like pornography seems to be a place where people can feed this dark part of themselves. And maybe I'm sure there's a subset that that allows them to just occupy themselves and, um, you know, it keeps it there and it keeps it out of the real world. Maybe that does hold true in some percentage of cases. Okay. But I would say that that's a much smaller percentage than the amount of times where that pornography actually serves as a gateway drug, which then leads to escalation. Okay. And eventually what happens. So like we were talking about before, it's like the more you do something, the less stimulating it is to you. So say you start with, you know, some vanilla porn, then you move to some more, you know, hardcore stuff. And then you move to some more extreme fetish stuff. And then it starts going to like dark web level shit. Okay. What's happening there? At each level, it's not enough. It's not enough anymore. It's not enough anymore. I got to go harder. I got to go harder. I got to go harder. Okay. Well, all of a sudden, a person who was initially able to just get off to vanilla stuff is now not even able to get off on dark web stuff. And they start thinking about, hmm, maybe I got to take this to the real world. Maybe I got to actually go do it for real and get off that way. Okay. Now, I think that that is more common than, you know, guys basically just getting the demons out, as it were. Um, I think, let me see, I have this thing here. Yeah, FBI findings. So the Federal Bureau, uh, what is this from? Um, it's from a, it's from a Catholic article, harmful, harmful Effects of Pornography. But anyway, it says, the Federal Bureau of Investigation found that 80% of recent mass murderers used pornography extensively and used it as an integral part of their murderous sexual activity, which often included serial rape murders. Some of these killers... For, photographed their dead victims and pasted cutouts of their faces on hard and soft core pornographic pictures as preparation for their next kill. The FBI police nationwide have reported finding extensive pornography collections in the homes of virtually every mass murderer and child molester that they arrest. So to me, it seems like it's more fanning the flames rather than giving people a safe outlet for their, like, you know, sexual perversion or whatever you want to call it. Oh. Or um, a lot of like new sexual shit though? Or do you keep it like pretty much in your wheelhouse? The only reason I do is because porn. This is what you ask for. That's what I'm like, Absolutely. Do you ask for um, a lot of like new sexual shit though? Or do you keep it like pretty much in your He's talking about like from his wife. Wheelhouse. The only reason I do is because porn. This is what you ask for. That's So th- this was my epiphany. I'm sitting in a bed. I'm watching one of the more fucked up things you could watch. So like who she looks like she's into it, right? Yeah. But is she just pleasing the guy? Is the guy into it? I think so. I think so. I think that's how you How do you have this up. conversation? Like I don't even know how to have this conversation. But wait, you think she would be like that? So we cut to a part like the, he, they're pulling up the thing that he was watching right. and it was very messed up and they're trying to figure out that they even like this thing. Pack I'm packing my stuff up. Yeah. Really? How to have so, this conversation? But wait, you think she would be like that? Pack, unpacking my stuff up? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like if he tried to present that kind of thing to his wife, she would just be like, "I'm done." Yeah. She has a hard time giving me a hand job. Like, 
Why? She's like, she's like, what am I supposed to do? What am I, what am I looking at? And and so I'm yeah. watching this. You I'm, I'm not this. even watching this one. There's a few of these, yeah. but I'm going like so. First question: Is their relationship stronger than my relationship? This is not a relationship. <laughs> you, this is your first mistake. This is not a relationship. You don't think this is a relationship? No, this is a lady that got eight hundred dollars to. <laughs> okay, you just cut it there. Okay, yeah. So I mean, like, you know, there are exceptions. There are people who seem like they're making it work. Okay, like let's say that there is a couple. They just make their own amateur porn, and they seem like they're a great couple, and there's nothing wrong with it, and that sort of thing. Like, you got to understand that if they're really doing this a lot, they're probably making money doing it, and at that point. It's a business. And as soon as there's money and stuff involved, and as soon as there's an audience, there is a level of performance that goes on. All right. And there's incentives outside of what is best for the relationship at play. So, so many guys, they want to like look at these edge cases of people who seem to be, you know, successful and using porn or successful and doing porn or promoting it or something like that. Um, but remember, you're never seeing all of someone's life, all right? You're not. And I think that what you got to look at is divorce rates, all right? Like most marriages today, I think, I think are, are, have we crossed 50% now and in divorce at some point here? I'm not sure. That's always the number I hear, though. Yeah. I mean, like, I, it's 50% so far, you know? Like, let's see what happens in 10 years. How many of those that are still hanging on are still hanging on? I think that like pornography is one of the biggest reasons like why this erosion of the success of marriage exists because you look at it like what is a marriage built upon fundamentally it's really simple it's the sexual relationship between a man and a woman all right without that there's no there's no reason to get married you can just be buddies or whatever okay it's it's about the sex and it's then you introduce this entirely novel entirely unnatural hyperstimulus known as pornography that has never existed in the way that it does today. Like the, the, the hardcore online stuff, the ability to see infinite amounts of novel women and novel sex acts, that has never existed. And because of the way the male brain's wired to be able to just consume that stuff nonstop because it's wired for novelty, um, it just introduces this contagion into that intimate sexual union that I don't see, I'm surprised that it's only at 50% divorce rates, to be honest with you. I mean, like, yeah, maybe it's 50% official divorce, but if we we're going to take the number of like, like factor in the number of dead bedrooms into that, I would say it's almost 75% of couples, Oof. maybe more. Okay. Like how many couples out there, like they just don't have sex. They don't have a sexual relationship. Yeah. They're technically still married, but it's almost just a matter of convenience at that point. They don't want to go through the hassle of trying to figure out like how to navigate the divorce. You know, the number of like healthy sexual relationships we have today, I think is probably frighteningly small. And I think it's mostly because of porn. And so I don't know, like let me know what you guys think of this conversation in the comments. I would love to hear what you disagree with, what you agree with, because I know not everybody's going to agree with me. That's fine. But I believe that the the perspective that I'm putting forth here is one that is vastly underrepresented today. And, you know, I, I've been doing this stuff for over like 10 years now. 
Okay. I've seen all kinds of guys, all kinds of situations. I've even heard from all kinds of women about what they've been dealing with. And from everything that I can tell, porn is just a massive net negative in your life. The problem is you probably don't even have the frame of reference to even understand that. It's just such a part of your world that you just assume that constant sexual lack and craving is just the way that life goes. And it doesn't need to be that way. You can have something far more fulfilling, far more wonderful, far more pure and beautiful and good if you just dropped all this garbage. So that's pretty much my thoughts on it. Pete, you got anything you want to wrap up with? Yeah. Guys, if you are looking to quit this, you know, if you're watching this, you're like, oh, maybe I'm actually addicted to this. Click the link in the description. Click the link in the pinned comment below because Mark put together an awesome training where he, for free, lays out some really powerful tools that could help you out. So Yeah, it's my manhood mastery training. And then I teach you like the, the three biggest secrets to use for really mastering yourself. Uh, and in particular, if you want to quit pornography, you can apply all of that stuff directly to that. And that's actually, you know, one of the examples I use for a lot of this. And to be to be quite honest, like quitting porn is going to be the hardest thing that most guys are going to do. All right. And I've heard this from many guys, like many guys who are like, you know, hardcore drug addicts or alcoholics or something like that. They could get through all that. But then, oh, uh, they couldn't quit the porn. They couldn't quit it. Uh, but they're able to with using my approach. You know, this is something that you're not going to find anywhere else. And their life just gets so much better. It's a worth just checking it out. Just see see how it resonates with you. If you want to just reject it and, you know, call me stupid, go ahead, leave the comment. I'll even give you a, a thumbs up, okay? Um, but I, I just sincerely want people to be more happy. I want people to know what I didn't know. I think most guys, we just kind of got hoodwinked. We got pulled into this thing without any sort of guidance. You know, like my generation, we were like the first generation with high-speed internet. You know, most of us grew up with unrestricted internet access. We didn't know what the heck we were getting into. And before we even knew it, we were just hooked. It was just the way things were. And I think that's a massive disservice to men and to women, really, to the world at large. And I'm trying to do what we can here to, to help rectify this situation. So if you like this video, please, you know, give a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, check out the free training. And if you got any friends who you think might want to hear this, share this video with them. So that's what we have for you guys today. Uh, hope you all go about uh, yapping, aka unleashing your, AK, your apex potential. And we'll see you all in the next one.